Hey, we're back. Hello. Hey, hey, how's everyone doing? We are here. We're here. here. And we have video, hopefully, that we'll be able to share. You hit the record button, right? I I think so. It says it's recording. Yeah, it says recording. Okay. I, I feel like there's, a, you know, like I'm an airline pilot or something. I have to have a checklist of uh, 50 things I need to go through mm-hmm. to make sure I don't screw something up. But um, technology is complicated, and we're 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 uh, figuring it out slowly but surely. And every week we manage to make an episode of some kind. I won't say they're great, but. <laughs> but they never were really. <laughs> that, that's hey your now. slogan. I'll that's your slogan. On. They're not great. They're not, they're not bad. Great. But they're, they're not, not bad great. either. Listen to it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. It works for McDonald's. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just oh. you know it's it's comfort food. We have a sorry, top. they're not a sponsor. Lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, welcome to episode fourteen. I'm going to try really hard to make this a great one. Maybe our first. Great episode. No, I was strive for. I've all been good. It's great episode. Wow. <laughs> good is the enemy of great. Uh, yeah. No, we uh, we're we're doing our best with this uh, technology thing, and I think I think we're doing pretty well. Um, uh, we're hanging in there and uh, able to get together and play a game that we all love, and that's the main thing. And we are on episode fourteen, I believe. Yes. Well, that's exciting. 14, and uh, we're still rolling along, and uh, I, I'm pretty excited for where this is going. You guys made some great progress uh, moving the story along last time, and uh, I'm really excited uh, for, you know, what what's coming next. I don't want to get too much away, but uh, before we move on, I would love to give a shout-out to our friend, Tura from Norway for being a great supporter of our podcast. And who ever thought that we would have somebody listening to us from Norway? Did any of you think that? That's right. Really no. Cool. no, that's pretty awesome. It is very awesome. I mean, and he's he's not the only one, uh, but he is, uh, I think, our only uh, patron from, from Norway. And I just want to thank him. Special shout out to you, Tura, for your support. I hope I'm saying your name correctly. Um, and uh, anyone else out there who wants uh, to be a patron, I will throw it out there. I know the world is a little crazy still. I don't want to assume that you have the time, money, or inclination to donate to our podcast. But I know some people have, even during pandemics, even during some of the uh, protests and things that are happening across the world right now, we, we are sort of in the epicenter of that here in, in good old Minnesota, USA. Um, so it feels a little weird to be asking for money, but I know we have received some people. And so if you want to give to support this podcast, I'm not going to stop you. But I really want you to think about if there are other better things to give your money to please do those things first think about us second no you don't have to think about a second even but if you if you really want to uh support us 
you can go to patreon.com slash dungeon patrol or go to dungeonpatrol.com and click on the Patreon button. Again, think really hard before you send us any of your money. We appreciate all of our supporters and all of our listeners so much. And you really do make this all possible for us. Um, you know, even a buck is like a huge mental boost for us as we're working uh, on putting this show together every week. Um, it you know, all has a direct impact. It goes on very self-esteem, and it goes towards <laughs> it goes towards Broco's flea treatment. So, just, <laughs> and Alar's <laughs> yeah, keep that ego going. Uh, no, but really, I know every dollar that comes in goes right back into the podcast. Yes. Jerry puts it uh, into fine tuning the oh, he will and. He will find ways to stretch that penny and take that penny and stretch it out this way and then, like, dough stretch it out the other way. Uh, he, does, he does a lot of great things. Just to think about where it was from the conception. Have you thought about that, Jerry? Just, like, I, I had where no, it is now? Yeah, no. I, I mean, to have somebody uh, – I mean, I love Norway. I have friends uh, from college who are from Norway and – um, you know, it's, uh, it's a beautiful place. And to think that, uh, uh, someone over there would be listening to us never crossed my mind. Uh, I actually thought, you know, I've said it before, but I thought if we had 10 regular <laughs> listeners, I'd be pretty happy with that because we were going to play this game anyway. And, right, yeah. uh, we were going to record it and we were just going to put it out there and to be in a position now where we have people who are able to, uh, support us. Uh, pay for some of the hosting, some of the bills and things like that, that uh, we incur by putting this all together. Um, I, I mean, it's remarkable. And I, I am just uh, so incredibly um, uh, touched to know that there are people out there who enjoy this, especially during such a crazy time. The world seems um, like it's getting stranger every day. And I hope that uh, it's not directly tied to uh, the storyline of this <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah, but, I was saying Jerry needs to start writing some positive content because <laughs> uh, it's gotta, just going to be all marshmallow-based creatures next awesome. season. It's you know it's going to be awesome. But Did you get that guys get Jerry's email about this being a music, turning this into a musical. <laughs> oh man! Oh dear! Oh uh, yeah! I don't. I don't know if we'd get too many takers on that. Uh, but um, no, we we want you all to uh, stay safe out there, um, and uh, you know the world. Uh, the world will get better. Um, I I uh, believe in that, and I believe that we're going to play a, a game now. Um, yeah, that sounds fun. To the wonderful people like Tura from Norway. Uh, thank you, my friend, um, and uh, anyone else who wants to support us, you can. But again, you know, think about think about what's important uh, close by. Think about your family, think about your community, and uh, then if you have a buck left over, I guess you can think about us. But you know, I don't know, get a candy bar or something. Wow. I believe in Norwegian it's takskal duha, which is thank you. Oh, nice. Wow. Alo, of course. My my. <laughs> grandfather spoke to us in Norwegian. He was second generation American. And so when we were in trouble, he would say certain things to us <laughs> in Norwegian. We, and, 
all us Minnesotans know UFTA. So yeah, yeah, I've heard that's not like a like an actual right. popular thing to say uh, in any place, but um, it's a Minnesota thing now. It's only a Minnesota thing. We'll take it in. Land it should be of, everywhere. It's a good it one. Should. It really it's, works. It's, it's yeah. a good one. It is a good one. Very versatile. Yeah, I, I love reading about uh, Minnesota uh, language uh, differences and uh, how they're influenced by immigrants. It's a super nerdy thing to read about, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it's it's just cool to to see how um, you know immigrants from Norway, Sweden, Poland, Ukraine, all, all this, you know. Finns came together and still influenced the language here in little old Minnesota today. So it's a pretty cool thing. Duck, duck, great duck, forever. <laughs> no, I, I will, I will fight you on that. It's one. a Swedish yeah. thing, so you guys, it's okay to be wrong in some things. You just got to make it. Just your admit thing. it. Yeah, I'm I, glad I'm you a, can admit it, Dad. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not a well, duck, I, duck, gray duck person either. Well, your but, children uh, will be taught gray duck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So who won? Who won? <laughs> oh, man. Well, we, we, we probably should go on yeah. and move on. To yeah. Our, what are we let's, doing? Let's, let's uh, a game here. Yeah, talk about the history of Minnesota. This is good. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm rambling today. We're all a little bit. Uh, we talked about this before. A little bit loopy. So uh, again, uh, forgive us as we move on to the game, and that means Alar. I'm for a recap. Oh yes, Alar and the Velvet Underdark found Odin Wayne and his allies slain by the Were Rats of the Dark Run Syndicate. They took the were-rats to task, mortally. Unfortunately, the possible diplomacy between districts lay poisoned like so many bodies. They once again met their erstwhile sinless friend, Pierce Pike, who is excited to be reminded of the foreman. Could our intrepid band find a way out of a city that currently could not appreciate the arts? Find out on Dungeon Patrol. <laughs> uh, nicely done. Nicely wow. done. Um, did I'm you not say finding it? my audience, Jerry. This is that's that's what that that complaint is about. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very. I had one decent show, you know. Fourteen that's episodes. True. But the you failed, right? Wasting all of this promotions. I don't even know what you know the promotion guy is doing. <laughs> Those flyers have not brought in anybody. Nobody. Nobody's interested in your show mm-hmm. yet. Uh, it'll, but it'll it'll happen. Yeah. A slow burn. It'll get there. Slow burn. Okay. Okay. Um well very good. So you guys are in the Night Rover Guild House and you've uh, obviously uh still surrounded by bodies. Some of them uh you know have been poisoned and some of them are the were rat creatures that you fought. Um, that you've stumbled upon as they were uh, making sure that these, you know, people that had been poisoned, Auden Wayne's crew, uh, were actually dead. And uh, Piers has relayed some information to you uh, about uh, an orcish woman um, who, um, you know, might know this foreman person that you guys are looking for uh, and you're looking for the foreman because you were very early on told that uh, the foreman might have information on how to get out of the city. So 
That's we did not get a name on the half orc woman, right? Uh, no, he didn't recall the name. But as you guys are waiting there, uh, Piers is distractedly uh, has returned to perusing the books and scrolls that cover the floor. After a moment of quiet, his head turns suddenly and he snaps his fingers. The tattoo! He exclaims. The orcish woman had a black snake tattoo that ran from ankle to midriff. And you can see that he's blushing at the memory. And he kind of <clears throat> clears his throat and returns to searching through his books. Okay. So that's what you have. Does that tattoo ring any bells? Um, I would let you roll to see if you maybe recall anything like that. Uh, what am I rolling? Um, I would say uh, history. If you go into history, Jerry, how about like insight? Or <laughs> mm. uh, so I got an 18. 18? That's, that's pretty good. All the tattoos I've seen over the years, they all blend together. <laughs> you know, you, you hang out at the seedy places, you see things. Yeah. Um, so with an 18, you, you know that, yeah, you've, you think you've, you recall the person, you know, or hearing about this person, uh, very, uh, uh, kind of, uh, vaguely uh, from maybe some job that you had in the past, maybe through some of your connections in the underworld before that, uh, that maybe you heard about this person or ran across this person, or maybe you're in a, a place where uh, this, this uh, individual happened to be, but you do recall something about, you know, some dancer with a tattoo, some performer, the girl with the snake tattoo. Exactly. Um, so you, you do have some, some memory of that. Um, anything else that you guys are going to do here? I mean, other than gear up, we've packed everything up that we can into big bags and yeah. all the extra weaponry. Yep. So you're going to try to haul away as much as you uh, as much as you can, and you've got some uh, serious bugbear sort of uh, ability to to make yes. that happen. Yeah, basically a giant pile of loot on his back. He's just <laughs> it all. Uh, awesome. Uh, okay, so you bundle it up uh, the best that you can using uh, cloaks and other things uh, from the surrounding area, and you manage to get quite a bit of stuff uh, packed in there. And Brokos, you yes. can change into a pony again. We'll load you up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a draft horse. <laughs> I'm a pony. Uh, okay. So you've got your loot, uh, and we'll figure out what exactly is in there uh, uh, offline here, but. Uh, uh, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I did give you uh, a list, but I, I'm assuming if you had room, you would probably try to take uh, if any of the goblets or um, anything on the table were uh, gold or silver, you might grab that. Shiny stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're, kind of, we're kind of in an area that you could probably pawn this pretty quick, yeah? Or, or barter. Yeah, or possibly. Jumped. Yeah, or get jumped. That's always a possibility. Wow. 
Anything else that you guys are doing in the Night Rover Guildhouse? I mean, we've checked the bodies. I mean, I, I would like to just Check walk the around the Guildhouse personally. This used to be my haunt, so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, there are stairs that go up to the, to the roof of this uh, building where the, the big slate, the board, where the, the top uh, um, people, um, the top uh, suspects were listed every week. And, uh, you know, there, there's a little bit of a garden and stuff up there and, you know, view of the city if you uh, needed, needed to see that or the, the square, not the whole city, but the surrounding square. And, um, you know, there's a back room that used to be for, um, what, you know, archives and things. And it looks like uh, they'd sort of made that over into kind of a, you know, private sleeping quarters, maybe for Auden Wayne. And uh, that's why all the books and scrolls have been tossed out here onto the floor. Um, you know, maybe they were just clearing it out. Maybe they were looking for something. It's hard to tell. You know, I, I would be interested to see if I could find any of the information on the previous jobs. Like, imagine everything was logged somewhere, probably in some private books. Yeah. Yep. So what, any specific information or just... Well, just thinking about it, I don't know how important it is now, but uh, whoever put the job out on Triss. Ah. Anything left over on that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will... uh, Tell me how much time you want to devote to, to searching here. Well, I mean, it's a group decision. Well, I will. I'm fine with doing some research on. Yeah, actually, so we haven't really talked about it, and I guess that would be. I mean, no no better time than now. So, uh, you know, before everything collapsed, there was a job put out to capture Triss for. well, well, I don't know for what, for something she did or saw. And I knew that she was in grave danger, which is why I sought her out. Uh, I don't know if that agent is uh, even a threat anymore, but I would guess I would like to know who it was. I would, uh, was it to, to capture me or to kill me? I think it was dead or alive. Hmm. Yeah. I'd like to know, too. I mean. <laughs> right. You um, know what's pissing people off? <laughs> what did I do wrong? Yeah, what did I do? Uh, well, this is an interesting wrinkle uh, that I didn't anticipate, but I love it. <laughs> uh, I love it. So why don't you roll uh, maybe your investigation? Um, and let's say uh, if you if you want to spend more than, say, you know, an hour uh, or up to an hour. Let me know. Let me know what kind of time you're thinking of devoting. I mean, if we don't find something within an hour, I, we could probably assume it's destroyed. But between the four of us searching, well, is there a certain place that there would be held? These documents would be held, right? I mean, you think this would be like a book or like a? <laughs> it's it's literally the stuff that's on the floor oh. on your map. Um, so the archives. Um, uh, we're in this back room kind of to the, the north on your map. Um, and uh, there's, you know, a small chamber that was basically just 
to keep records and things and now has been converted. So it looks like they tossed out all the books. Can we ask for Pierce's help as well? Uh, yeah, if you wanted to. I, I would let you, if you are all going to be searching, sure. um, you know, and you're going to put in a, you know, we'll say an, an hour, um, I'd let Don roll with, uh, with advantage on that. Okay. That's some pressure. <laughs> You've got advantage, man. You're good. Yeah. I think, I think you'd be okay. <laughs> Coming from somebody who's rolled two ones, you know. All right. Come on. <laughs> you got to warm dice? Got to warm the dice up. So I rolled a 15. I've got a two. So that'd be a 17 on investigation or insight or perception. So Okay. So, yeah, you managed to stumble across a, uh, a brief notation in one of the log books. And it looks like uh, approximately uh, three months ago, someone named Colonel Admir Visser showed up and re- requested that Triss be found and detained, and then he would be notified. This Admir Visser. Does anybody recognize the name? Tris would recognize the name. Uh, wasn't her immediate uh, superior in the Legion, but her her superior reported to this person. <laughs> so, noodle on that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, your uh, the officer in your um, reporting chain there uh, where you reported to a lieutenant and this lieutenant reported directly to this Colonel Visser. Mm. And they're the one that for some reason, after you were discharged from the Legion, her, we're looking for you. Dead or alive though? Uh, basically it just says uh, uh, detained and, um, you know, I, I guess, um, Krager would probably know since there was no specific notation that, uh, you know, it could be dead or alive. And we, we weren't an assassin's guild, but yeah, things happened. Yeah. Yeah. And you were discharged lawfully. I mean, you left on good terms. As far as I know. Yeah. There's there's some strangeness with her uh, memory about that, um, but she did uh, she did feel like she was discharged. Um, but there was some confusing time after she made it back to the city, where she she didn't know why um, why she was back, why she left the Legion. Um, you know, it, it it all seemed very strange to her. Hmm. But who would do you know? Someone that you would trust, Tris, that would know anything about this? I don't know. Do I? <laughs> I I would say uh, probably not. Um, you know, uh, I I think you probably had some reliable 
compatriots in the Legion, um, but probably not anyone that you would confide in about, you know, leaving the Legion or something. You're, you're pretty much by the book, um, business, uh, uh, sort of, uh, attitude while you're in the Legion. Um, so I'm not sure if you would, would have, um, really confided with anyone. You're reliable and completely, uh, you know, trustworthy, uh, soldier. And that's, that's what you did. You did your job. So Kragar, would this hit still be out? Would this be basically an active bounty? Well, there's no guild enough to, so. But would this be a bounty in another guild, perhaps, that would be? I mean, would she still be sought out? I have no way of knowing that. It, it would not be, um, it would be improper to pit guild against each other, but that doesn't mean it couldn't happen. And it also is a question as whether the people who'd put this out or even worried about it anymore, <clears throat> but it's best that we know. Right. Yeah. Would this get to an assassin guild? Like, do they give this bounty out to multiple guilds or is it just guild per guild? Again, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to know. I would say that would, that would be unwelcome to pit the guilds against each other. But yeah, I imagine if this was of supreme importance, it's possible. Mm. So we ambush. We put Triss on the middle of the square here <laughs> and say, <laughs> and we just ambush them. Lure them in. <laughs> yep. I mean, but, you know, there'd be no point if the, your guild's not going to be paying anything out because it doesn't yeah. exist. Right. Yeah, I think I think uh, something you said before is probably seems the most logical from your viewpoint that, uh, you know, if if she... Uh, with all the chaos that happened, you know, there's a good chance that they may not even care um, since the guild has either fled the city uh, or is no longer in existence. Uh, this, you don't know what happened to this Colonel Visser, um, but I think some some assumptions could probably be made about the fact that if you were stuck in the city uh, and you were a former soldier, there's a pretty good chance that you are... Um, dead or no longer a threat. But we should keep an eye out for this Colonel Visser. Yes. Yes, would I recognize Colonel Visser on site? Uh, yes, you would. Okay. Is there a place, is there basically a, a, a I guess a military hold that this that would be like hold him or your uh, as far as the people above you, uh, they would probably be in the in the dread gate. Um, well, not saying going after them, but just knowing where. But to if look. you have a nemesis, we should be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I have a nemesis, I don't even know who this nemesis is. <laughs> well, we have a name. Yeah. If he gets on our path. We'll take care of it. <laughs> All right. I'd like to know why first. Yeah. It yeah. makes your story much more exciting and mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the main reason. 
Um, you know, when you, when you said that you were, you know, would, would you recognize him, Tris, uh, as you think about him and are kind of pondering why Colonel Visser would be, uh, out to kill you or harm you or detain you in some way, you, you suddenly get like, uh, almost like a panic attack. Your chest sort of gets tight and you start to, you realize you're breathing really quickly and shallowly and uh, you're, you're just all of a sudden like kind of in fight or flight mode and you don't know why, just thinking about him. Tris, are you okay? I do not know. <laughs> it's okay. I have this effect on women a lot. <laughs> uh, Maybe there's something else. <laughs> not you, Alar. I think she's, I think she's panicking. So Alar... Would be right, and that's how <laughs> I cause panic. <laughs> Alar, you are not my type. Mm-hmm. Just get oh, that out of the way. <laughs> so, what's our next move? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we're obviously not going to be arranging the meeting with these people. Mm-hmm. I think while we are in Old Town, it would be advisable to seek out this half orc woman. The, but I thought that the half-orc was in Black Alley. Ah. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Then to Black Alley we go. Well, I've been wanting to go there from the beginning. <laughs> Let's go there. My house. Um, you might want to report in first, but that's just that's just a you know crazy DM <laughs> thought. But That's the DM trying to get us back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, is that what you have scripted, Jerry? <laughs> That's what I have scripted, yes. Uh, but you don't have to follow it. We can just wing it. So do you want to carry all of this gold, all this stuff around, or do you want to, is there value here that you would want to get out of it? Are we in an area that we can get this fenced, or do you want to bring this back? And we, you don't want to give it to... I don't want to... Right? I don't want to just... Give it. Hand it over to Wolfskin. Right. No. I, no. So right. far, I don't feel like we've gotten much out of the deal. No, we haven't at all. No. Not even any promotion for any shows. <laughs> well, basic you do have... And basic food. That's what we've gotten. Yeah. And uh, a lot of fetch quests. A lot of fetch quests. So you you do know that the, you know, the, the were-rats, the Dark Run Syndicate... Um, seem to be mixed up in all of this and the only way to really do them any harm is probably with some of the surplus weapons that you have and it is a little bit strange that uh, Auden Wayne's whole crew was outfitted with uh, silvered weapons um, like he knew something that is very true and Kregar has been bitten Oh, yeah, we totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, this? Got you. This? <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm fine. I'm nah, fine. Or not. Can I, can I do a medicine check on him to see if it would be infected at all? Uh, yeah. With my knowledge Good. of where-ness? Oh, my knowledge <laughs> of where Sure. I come from the people of where. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you roll for that. Uh, that's an Addy 20, so 25. Wow. So you look and you immediately see how it's sort of uh, flushed. Uh, the flesh 
uh, as you dig through his fur, is kind of uh, discolored um, around the wound. And you are like, oh, oh this is this is this is really going to happen. Um, we've got until uh, eight days from now, I think, is what I came up with. And, and then uh, he's a he's a bug rat. Uh, yep, you are infected. We have until the next full moon. Uh, correct. Until you will turn into something that you may or may not want to be. Well, what can we do about it? Uh, uh, we would have to have someone who would have to remove a curse. Yep. Perhaps a cleric. Yeah. Hmm. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I only pointed out I do have lesser restoration, but I don't think that's going to help. There's the temple. Would be helpful in this. There's but... the temple district, huh? right? So maybe mm-hmm. we should go there. Someone has to have the skill to remove. Dad, we can't hear you. You just turned off your mic. Some someone has to have the skill to do to remove this curse, and I am not that person, unfortunately. Mm. Okay, but mm. we've got a little time. <laughs> Very little time. <laughs> Plenty of time. Let's sleep on it. It's okay, Craigar. We all have silver weapons now. <laughs> we we can cure it one way or another. We'll be fine. <laughs> Is there a safe word that you want us to use to kill you? <laughs> uh, yes, we'll have to go find someone, possibly like Chris said in the in the uh, temple district. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe Wolf Canute or Hayden know somebody. That's true. Fine, we go back and ask Wolf Canute. I just, I am yeah, afraid that he might, he might, like, kill Kregor on sight if that is the case. And then we've got a big fight and it just gets ugly. Or we could all get infected and join Kregor. <laughs> and the were-rats. Rats. We could join the were-rats, I suppose. Take down the syndicate from the inside. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can no. also go hunting them too. Yep, you uh, you have lots of options here, so kind of kind of curious to see how that all plays out. Um, so, so do our, we go to Black Alley or we go to Wolf Canoe first? You hmm. let me know. We're closer to Black Alley. Yes, but that is a different group there. So you'd have to cross the lines somehow, and they you don't really know don't have, much don't about. Yeah. Don't have access to the underground? Uh, yeah, but you you wouldn't know how or where to access it. Um, mm-hmm. So well, it's I mean, when you say mystery. that, though, I mean, it's not like there's physical walls. There are uh, barricades and stuff in the streets, and... Uh, most of the roads are watched. You see but barricades. I'm sure we could talk our way in. Right. You see barricades. I see obstacles. <laughs> I see ramps. Um, so, so I'm really old, big into parkour. Yeah, I was so going to say. Town <laughs> was being, so I wrote down all these original notes. So the, the triads or the triumvirate were in charge of Old Town. Correct. So an Oddman was one of those people, right? Uh, Odden? Wayne. Odden. 
and uh, Tragen, uh, and Veer were the other two that you've uh, heard of. Um, Tragen Greenmarch and Veer Staghorn, other leaders of this uh, triumvirate that, that runs Old Town. So Old Town is kind of the um, heart of the city. Um, most of the commerce happens here. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, people reside in the area, you know, smaller tenements and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, the hub. Um, so it's, it's important. Now remind me, was Auden the only one of the triumvirate that was willing to negotiate? The other two were not part of the... Yeah, that is the impression that you okay. got from Haydn, that he was uh, friends from before with Auden, and um, he was trying to negotiate, trying, they were trying to sway, uh, win over Auden, which they think they, they achieved, you know, and then Auden was going to work on Veer and Tragen to get them on board uh, to kind of, you know, uniting um, in some fashion either under Wolf Canute or in alliance with Wolf Canute. So um, it seems like somebody's working against that. Well, and obviously it's this, the rats. Yep. Definitely seems like the rats are involved. So should we talk to the other two and let them know that their friend Auden Wayne has been slain by the Dark Run Syndicate? Do we, we know where to, to find them? We would have to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, with the the note that you found to implicate Wolf Canute? Well, we're not going to share that note. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, uh, I think it would be reasonable to assume that um, other forces are working against you and actively trying to turn these two, so... Uh-huh. trying to suddenly show up in Old Town saying, hey, we're being framed. It might not be. No, not that we're being framed, but that their friend was slain by the Dark Run Syndicate. We have proof of that. We yeah. have their poison. Yeah, don't we? Yeah, you have, we a have their rare rats right here. Who like now we, look human. Uh, and the poison that they, you know, were using, and we have bodies that were poisoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The risk is that we would have to say that we're agents coming from Wolf Canute. Correct. I mean, you wouldn't have to. You could be just like, we're just average schmoes that stumbled across this huge murder scene. Hey, just thought you want to know. Well, <laughs> but... Kregar is, I mean, has a good reason to be there. That's his, you know, we are his friends. We went to see his place. He's just showing us around. Yeah. 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 I think there's a, you know, there's a slight, you know, I don't know. You, you don't, you haven't experienced it firsthand and maybe hasn't, you know, come across too clearly in previous uh, parts of your adventure. But the fact that you were all uh, free people 
um, prior to the uprising. I mean, you're not really in the, you know, in the good crowd, right? You're, you're sort of outsiders. And then one of you was a night rover and another one of you is a retired legionnaire. Uh, you know, Jerry, I'm a man of the people. Everyone loves <laughs> right. me. Right. You would probably be fine as a, you know, entertainer, a poor, you know, up and coming bard and uh, some 16 year old, uh, you know, dog, dog, <laughs> dog boy. I mean, wait, wait. All you a, know, I'm a pet dog. <laughs> we're all part of a band here. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. Right. They right. dance. Right, we're in a band yes. together. <laughs> Tris's dance move. Uh, but do you still uh, have that demo on you, Alar? Demo. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I, you know, I think you should be worried about that a little bit, uh, at least from Craigar and Tris's point of view. So we go, we got to kind of rock this suspiciously and be a little paranoid, but we have to be somewhat progressive about this. We have to move forward in the story. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, so, I guess my challenge is, is I still, uh, uh, I'm not sympathetic to Wolf Canute and his, yeah. his people. I still, He's done nothing to make us sympathetic either. Exactly. Um, yeah, I still don't feel like we fit. I'm going to say it. I don't like being bossed around. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, it's good. Um, so what is our purpose in this whole thing? Are we just want we don't want to be just vessels for Wolf Canute. Is there something that we want to do? See, episode 14, and we're still in this existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we want to make, or do we want to change it ourselves? And made Wolf I don't, I don't have anything work. I don't have anything against, you know, putting two parties and working against them. And, and, but we just have to be smart about it. Is that what you're saying? So here, here's how uh, I'll just I'll just uh, lay it out there for you guys. Um, here, here are the questions you need to ask yourselves uh, as as characters. Um, do you feel like you owe the citizens who are you know elderly, children, women, um, you know former slaves had rough lives? Do you owe them anything from your character's point of view? Do you feel any empathy for them at this point? And that would be the first question. The second question is, do you believe that Wolf Canute um, has maybe not the greatest intention, but pretty good plan in place to hopefully protect the citizens of the city and um, preserve them from being killed or returning to slavery. So that is kind of dependent on question number one. Point one. Yes, we owe them me. <laughs> okay. They deserve this. Yeah. Question two. We don't know his plans. He doesn't talk to us. He tells us to go do things. Well, he did. He did. You did have a whole argument. There was a whole episode where it was yeah, basically but, you yelling at him, and then he sort of, you know, gave you more insight into his plans with the the lighthouse. And 
you know, he just wants to protect the people of the city. And you guys uh, sort of intuited that beyond that, he wants revenge because he feels the Baron um, betrayed him and his people. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say I am not the one. I am not from the city. I came to the city for help. So I am an outsider by geographically as well. And so I would probably feel the least likely of not, no offense, but not caring about the city. Obviously, just in my heart, I would want people, those in need and and those who are the innocents to be not to be treated mm-hmm. like this. So that's just naturally, but there's a, there's a means to an end for me to get help, to help my people as well. And my selfishness. So mm-hmm. I'm probably a little torn and I'm not the most mature. So I would say that I'm kind of going along because I see this as a means to an end of working with this group because I have now an alliance or I have someone, an ally where before I didn't know anybody. So I feel like I'm fit somehow. And if this is the way they want to do it right now, I'm okay with helping just as long as they're willing to help me in the end. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to uh, think about is um, in this new uh, landscape that you're in, uh, if you are going it alone or with a small group of four people, uh, your chances are are pretty slim that you're going to survive for very long. Um, you, you probably need to ally yourselves with one of these factions at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can try to not do that, but you definitely won't have the resources and the f- steady food supply. And well, I don't think we're talking about going completely out on our own. No, no, and you know, and it's. I'm just trying to, I guess, give you um, a little more insight into uh, what might motivate you, and then in turn give me a little more insight into like if the whole compassion for the citizens of this city is now working for your characters, then, you know, I need to find Burn it all down. Yeah. And so as a character that grew up here, I would say that Krager is compassionate for the people. Um, but he sees, I mean, that's, I guess, and maybe that's, maybe we're not supposed to, but I see the Therengari as, you know, they're the outsiders. Mm-hmm. That's a good and, point. Yeah. Um, I, it, you know, I grew up in Bleakstone, which is now occupied by them. Right. So yeah. I see them as kind of like these, you know, maybe they, they see them kind of as invaders. Mm-hmm. And so far, sure, you know, they, they've given us a place to stay and some food and stuff, but. I'm not, I'm still just not convinced he's in it for anything other than protecting his own people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see how to help the city, you know, it's, it's, it's because it's got all these different factions. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I guess, I, and we've only seen the one side. We've only really seen yeah, his plan like, for the city. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, where, where can we fit in? And, and like, so there's other, other two people of, of the, the, the triad. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we don't know anything about them. Are, are they, right. are they, you know, better or worse and different? Right. So we have all these different names of the faction leaders, but if we just keep working for the one, uh, we're going to get basically dragged to the point where we're, okay, this is, we're stuck as an ally with him. Right. Exactly. Um, and I didn't feel like we had a choice other than that was where we got captured. Right. Mm-hmm. If we owed uh, them that because of our freedom. Right. Yeah. Wolf Canute as an individual seems 
he's fine, but some of the people, you know, specifically Skullavag, uh, you know, I want to stick a stick a knife in her yeah. eye. Right. Why would yeah. you pick that to be your right hand? Um, you and then he doesn't seem to be the you know people seem to like him, but he doesn't seem to really have it fully all together. And that's where I'm like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I really, I purposefully tried to make it like hard choices here. Um, you know, Wolf Canute is not supposed to be likable, but really nobody in this town. You can pretty much assume if they run one of these factions, they're not really good, good people. Right. They all have their um, own motivations for something, right? Yeah. And he, he you know, I guess from the DM point of view, um, Wolf Canute represents a recently subdued people who still have some fight left in them and the other peoples of the city probably have been you know either born into it or been in enslaved for such a long period of time that that maybe they're not quite ready or up to speed with the whole uh resistance against the Baron and his forces when and if that actually happens. Whereas Wolf Canute definitely does. He Mm. gets prepared. His people are ready. They are fighters. They are born to this. And so does that represent a pretty good? Yeah. You know, the gladiators are probably the other option as far as who can lead us in a resistance against the Baron. So, and you're from the city too, Tris, right? Yes. This is your home. And so are you as well, Alar? This is your, you were born and raised here? Uh, no, okay. uh, I was not. So I'm okay. not from the city. Well, this, uh, the, the people are my muse. Right, Their right. story will create a great epic. Of so do you feel like you're here to tyranny? Okay. So you are here to inspire them through your music. That's, that's how you feel. And to be inspired in turn by their struggle. So <laughs> percentage ego wise. <laughs> you, you know the answer. 95. Well, I'm okay with this, but I'm totally with Craigar saying is the Skelligar or whatever her name. I Skullave, she needs to be interrogated or she needs somehow I'm serious like there's something like why would you put someone like that in that position she obviously has problems with a lot of people and I know we talked a little bit about it but there's just something that's fishy there there's just you guys have never asked any real direct questions about right. Skullavag um, right yeah. So, so to find out a little bit more what the intentions are, maybe just get that cleared up because I'm okay with following Canute and he seems to so far of given us these legitimate quests. None of them has been putting us into to, to danger where he was setting us up, right? So, no. No. so I mean, we can trust him a little bit, but I will take the lead of the, the people who live in the city to how they really – I'm okay with – I'll take your guys' lead on what you think is best. But I liked Freya. Yeah. Uh, Freya Freya was pretty good. I think, so, uh, what's her name? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, at the tower, the tower building. She was pretty no-nonsense. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't want to direct you down sure. a, a path, but 
for the, the purpose of moving the story forward, as you guys are debating this, uh, sort of like, should we go to Dragon and Veer mm-hmm. and see what they're all about? Um, uh, Piers is going to be like, I, I would not recommend that. Um, they're, they're, they're taking people like, like you and, and killing them, torturing them. I, that. I, I, I wouldn't do that. Well, I am well known in my stance against being killed. (laughs) (laughs) And there's going to be torture. I want to be the one doing it. (laughs) Oh, so dark. Hey. Let us let us return. Kragar going to Kragar. (laughs) Kragar. Got a Kragar. I'm sorry. What did you say, Tris? I said, let us return and report. And. (sighs) Yeah. That is... Bend the knee. I and we can surreptitiously ask about how to deal with a case of lycanthropy. I'm not <laughs> saying that anyone's infected, but if they were... <laughs> if they asking were, for a friend. <laughs> that guy right there. Uh, <clears throat> so we need to go find Hypothetically, a if one wants to be bit. <laughs> well, where is the... Um, on the map, where is... The, the holy city. It would be down here, right? The temple quarter, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kind of the opposite of uh, Horncliff, where your vineyard is at. So let us return to um, Wolf Canute. Report. See if there's help there. And if not, then I say we next go to the temple district. Okay. One way or the other. Where All right. Do you- do you want to stash this stuff, Craig, or do you want to bring it with us? I was, it's a, basically a bag full of like goods, right? I mean, we'll take like it goblets. And- we, need a, we need a base is what we need. We need some place that we can call our own. Yeah, like your own private stash. I, I hear you. Um, well, there's that one place that we took the glass from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, except that's drafty now. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining in there. It's raining inside. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a city. There's structures everywhere. We can find something. Yeah, there. Bleakstone in particular has uh, has some, although it's been bombarded pretty heavily. Has uh, a lot of vacant structures. Um, so, you know, and you guys should think about people that you. Um, you know, uh, who can you trust and who, who, you know, deserves to be brought into your inner circle? That's, uh, that is a good way to think of it. Um, I vote Freya. And Piers. I don't know. Who can play the guitar? That should be your first question, Miller. Not, not Skolaveg is what I'm, what I'm going to guess. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So you guys are. She's going to be the Yoko Ono. You guys are heading out uh, back for the the sewers to get back to Old Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Being especially wary of um, ambush by rat people and things falling Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So uh, you guys start to depart. uh, Piers, you know, wishes you the best. And uh, oh, where's he going to go? He's still. Doing his research, he's going to hang out for a while. Um, but he he says that if he finds this orc woman, he will try to get word to this uh, wolf canoe person. Um, 
and, and back to you. Mm. You're not safe alone. You uh, should come with us. There's safety in numbers. Yes, I, I, I really need to find out if they if discovered anything about my family. I, uh-huh. it was so long ago, I don't even know if if I had a you know, mother or father, if they were still alive. Maybe maybe they're even still alive now. I, I, I just don't know. It's too long ago, and my sister is my only connection now. I know for a fact that she exists and is hopefully still living in town, but... I'll uh, I'll get out of here as soon as I can. Please, don't worry about me. I, I'm a sinless. I can take care of myself. I wasn't going to worry about you. I was just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't make assumptions here, Pierce. <laughs> don't build this into something that it's not. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I love that. Um, so you guys don't are heading- listen to Kragar. He's been bitten. <laughs> You're always welcome. Come and find us. He's half wear rat for gosh sakes. Um, so you guys the are heading out? makes you cranky. <laughs> it does. Uh, so as you reach the stairs, uh, you suddenly clearly hear the sound of many booted feet approaching from the main entrance. Dozens of people headed your way, and you quickly get the impression that they don't sound happy. Unhappy feet. Unhappy feet. <laughs> Is that a sequel? Can we leave out the side door and get out That's of here? This when we, can we, when, this is not the way we originally came in, though, right? No, you guys can return down. It sounds like they're coming up the main entrance, so you can... We you will can return down the way we came. Yes. Work down the stairs, yeah. Pierce, you better skedaddle. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure he will hear them, too, and, and you know they're they're probably ways out uh, of the back there to um, uh, the archive room. And, and uh, so he, he should be fine if he hears them. Uh, and we have that, I mean, any, any evidence that made it look like it was going to be framed, you know, framing the wolf canoe, we make sure we destroyed that or took it. Took it. Yeah, you have, uh, you know, you have these crates that are marked with Peck and Wimby and you have the note or you don't have the crates, but you can, you know, those are, those are there. And the note, uh, really, uh, is the one thing that you grab that tied Wolf Canoe to it. Yeah. So as you make your way down the stairs through the baths below, uh, exit out the side door. You eventually enter old market square where you notice that a few of the people that are still nearby around the the entrance to the night Rover guild house, they seem a little more pensive tense. Perhaps they give your party a quick glance or two and then pointedly find something else to look at. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So still trucking along, going back to the side street where you entered the square? Yeah, just yeah. do our best yeah. to look inconspicuous, which is probably impossible. <laughs> probably. Get off the street as quickly as we can. Okay, so you uh, managed to sort of skirt your way around and, and try to uh, do it as quickly and uh, surreptitiously as possible. And you are nearly arrived at this side street where you entered the square when you hear a loud commotion behind you towards the night rover guild house and you see armored men and women 
pouring out onto the front steps of the grand structure, their weapons drawn, shouts ringing out, and you clearly hear the word they are repeating. Assassins! And then all hell breaks loose in the square. People start scattering, running in different directions, looking around at at each other, and uh, now what are you going to do? Are they looking at us? No, I mean, they're they're looking around. They're obviously uh, on high alert. We're going to use the cover of everyone running to run ourselves. Yeah, I would say we run. Move it. So you move quickly down the side street uh, after the square was suddenly transformed into this beehive of activity. You hear the shouts ringing out some distance behind you. Um, But it seems like some of them at least are heading in your direction. So maybe... Groups are splitting off, looking looking for the assassins. Um, and you arrive at the steps uh, that sort of lead down into those, in, in between those two buildings, those crumbling buildings. Uh, so you stumble through the makeshift barrier at the top of the short flight of steps, passing between the two decrepit structures. You come to the empty courtyard with this dry fountain, and the grate sits where you left it. Going in? Yeah. Well, last of you clambers down the slippery handholds and quietly pulls the grate back into place. Just as the rusted metal hits home, you hear hushed voices and booted feet approaching the courtyard above. As you take one last glance before dropping the rest of the way down into the sewer, you notice a heavily muscled man quietly enter the open space above. His powerful physique and lethal grace would have caught anyone's attention, but the thing you really noticed was his right arm. Instead of sinewy flesh and thick fingers, it appeared to end with the glinting metal of three wicked-looking blades. So he he pulled the grate and has come down... Okay. No, he's just... No, he just entered the square. No. Yeah, in the little courtyard. The okay. Yeah. We're just kind of peeking up and seeing this, right? Yeah, as you drop down, you that's kind of the last thing. Whoever came last, that was the last thing you saw. Um, I mean, do we want to listen in? Or, Craigard, do you want to listen? I mean, do you want to just hang tight and listen in, or do we want to skedaddle? Yeah, someone wants to roll perception, or all of you. You can certainly um, do that. Well, so I guess I was thinking I would kind of wait at the back as everybody kept running, just in case somebody did come down, I could gank them. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so, sort of was assuming you were the last one in. So sure, I'll, I will pause for a moment uh, you know, in the <laughs> shadows to see if I can hear anything. Okay, roll your perception. Uh, I don't know. I got some dust in my eye and... <laughs> The dice giveth and the dice away. Oh. <laughs> Watch out for the bricks. <laughs> you uh so without hearing any any anything else, you just hear some some voices and they sound like they're coming closer. Um and then you hear the kind of clang of the metal grate being shifted uh, in place. And then all you hear is a voice, a deep, terrifying voice say, No, let them go. This will work just as well. And then you hear the booted feet walk away. 
I'll definitely slip away into the shadows at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So you find, uh, you go through no problems. You're kind of marching your way back up the sewer. Um, and you get back to the, the exit to Hacklow's shop and you see that it's still open. But as you start to climb the steep steps, you think you see light up ahead. Did we leave the door open? <laughs> if we leave the light on. Um, yeah. So what do you want to do about that? We will what, draw our blades. What type of, like what type of light? Like uh, like torch light? Or? Yeah, it seems to be a sort of a flickering, warm kind of glow. Um, maybe from a fire or a torch. Uh, I'm going to turn into a rat and check it out. Nice. Craiger will be able to do that soon. <laughs> no, uh, like a real rat. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm, just gonna turn into, I'm just going to turn into a rat, and because you know that's where rats live, it wouldn't be un, it wouldn't be unusual for a rat to be down here. Okay. So the, and then the go light is and, coming from up the stairs from the Chandler. Yeah, from the Chandler yeah. shop, and okay. fo- and following that, so. Okay, so you uh, turn into a rat and clamber up the stairs, um, and you manage to quietly peek through the opening, careful to use the furnace uh, to shelter your movements. Um, You see the flickering light is coming from the front room to the shop. And um, as you peer around the corner, you see a figure with its back toward you, hunched over a small fire. Okay. Um, I'm going to, so uh, how far away is that from me? In the front room, you said, and I'm in the back room? Uh, Yep. You're probably about uh, 10 feet away from this figure. Can I scurry around the kind of the wall, the corners to get a view from him from the front? Sure. Um, Do you want to roll me a stealth or anything? Sure. I can do that. Awesome. That's a 16. Nice. So you scurry around the edge, uh, sort of, uh, I think there was a counter there um, mm-hmm. and some, you know, detritus sort of uh, sitting around in the area. So you are using that very smartly to uh, block your view going very quietly. But as you approach, you suddenly hear a recognizable voice say, You made it! Well, come on! Tell me what you've learned. And the figure then turns, and you see Haydn's smiling, one-eyed face. Come now, sit, get warm. Where's the rest of you? You smell terrible. I thought that rotten corpse in there had permanently destroyed my sense of smell. And you see that Haydn has prepared a small meal. Um, How kind. In your rat form, it smells. It smells delightful. Mm. Well, um, I can't speak, so I'm going to scurry back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, and then I'll go back into my form. Okay, Broco's form, and I will tell them it. It, oh, it is fine. It is just just hiding. Just hiding. hiding. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll he has food prepared for us. It smells delicious. It smells delightful. So, Hayden, uh, so good to see you again. 
<laughs> it's good to see you too. Come, come now. I've got a meal prepared. I, I assumed you'd be back shortly. Please, please have a seat. Tell me. Tell me everything you've learned. How is my friend Auden doing? Oh, it is a tragic story. (laughs) He has been poisoned by the were-rats of the Dark Run Syndicate. Oh, oh no. Our plans lie in shambles. Do you, uh, how, how do you know it was the Syndicate? We killed quite a few of them in the process. Really? Ah, Auden was a good man. But it has to be the syndicate, I suppose. Tragen and Veer, they don't have what it takes to pull this off. Worse than that, my friend. They were trying to pin it on Wolfknut. Like, pin it on Wolfknut, yes. They're trying to get between us. I don't know what the syndicate would have to gain from all of this. Seems very strange. I mean, the Baron or the Gladiators, that that would make more sense. And that poison, so very uncommon. Even the crazed cultists of Melvorn would have trouble getting their hands on that. Anything else you want to share with him? Hypothetically... Where can we find... Is there a good cleric that you could recommend? (laughs) If we're going to be battling the Dark Run Syndicate some more, we are at risk of being infected. Yes. What would we do in such a dire circumstance? Mm -hmm. I've heard rumors that there are still a few clerics helping the good people of Vadragan stationed somewhere in the High Cobble District. I think that would probably be your best bet. And how would we secure passage to that district? I would have to do some research on that. I'm not sure who's in control of that area. Probably Tragen and Veer, I would would guess, but there must be a way to get across unseen. I tell you what, I will look into that for you, just in the off chance that you need it, of course. Yes, of course. Just, uh, just, just because we're talking about it, how long would that take? <laughs> could, could this get maybe done? I didn't. Perhaps. Allow time for travel there. Um, so he's he's looking at you, and he's kind of got this little twinkle in his remaining eye and smile on his face, and he's like obviously taking his time to respond. And my friends, you are not as subtle as I am. <laughs> uh, so hypothetical, Alar. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like I tell you what. Um, part of my penance to get back into Wolf Canute's good graces. Uh, has been to take a census of the city. I've been up most nights counting fires, uh, trying to get a better sense of how many people we could possibly rely on should the Baron decide to try to take back the city. So I'll, I'll do some digging, and I will try to, uh, let's say, tomorrow after my watch tonight, I'll... I'll I'll poke around and see if I can find out how someone might be able to get into High Cobble. But I wondered if you'd be willing to do me a favor. We're going to need to know 
how to combat these accusations, at least to keep Tragen and Veer uh, unbalanced for a while. Um, I know the Peck and Wimby warehouse is nearby, and that's probably, with, in the absence of this note, probably the only thing that really points to us, because their warehouse is in our territory. Uh-huh. Maybe you could go there, check it out, do some poking around, and, and maybe maybe you'll turn up who was involved, who gave them the supplies. And if we have someone, a witness or something, maybe maybe that would help us make our case and at least give Tragen and Veer pause before they make some alliance with someone else or do something even worse. It all depends. How good is the meal, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty reasonably good for, uh, yeah, setting it up, uh, creating a fire. He's brought some bread and uh, some dried meat. Fire and, in the building. In the building, yes. He's got a little... Uh, it's a little smoky in here. It is a little smoky, but uh, some of the windows are in broken panes <laughs> and things, so you're, you're good. I'm pretty like- sure that it was Skolovig, so we should just kill her now. <laughs> We're 100% sure it was Skolovig. Do we take a short rest here and eat? Mm-hmm. Certainly could. It does look like it's getting close to uh, late afternoon now, and so you are pretty hungry. Um, and he's, you know, he's asking more, anything else? Did you learn anything else? As we left the scene, I did bear witness to something curious. The soldiers that were chasing us gave pause, and I caught a glimpse of a tall, stern-faced man with a strange appendage on his arm, filled with blades. Hmm. <laughs> he said to let us go, and it might be, it might serve them better, or something like that. Ah, ah, now this is starting to come together. That sounds like Thraxos Tigerclaw. He's a Golgonan, an arena champion. Definitely in the leadership of the gladiators, if not their only leader right now. He is vicious and brutal, but subtlety isn't really his strength. But working together with the Syndicate, perhaps... I still don't know why those two groups would come together. Ah, strange. But the gladiators, definitely, that that adds another piece to the puzzle. So wait, you're saying that the gladiators are working with the Dark Run Syndicate? Yes, odd, isn't it? I don't know what the connection would be. Uh, gladiators being former slaves, I, I, I would think, besides, you know, being good at what they do... They would be on our side, um, but maybe they have a different philosophy when it comes to preserving the city, or, or maybe they don't care at all. I don't know what's going through their minds right now. They have refused all entreaties to talk to, with us and with Wolf Canute, so we really have no information. But Thraxos, he's there are a handful of actual Golgonans in the city. Uh, they are, you know, very talented at what they do, which is fight. And he's been a champion for quite some time. I, it would make sense that he would rise and, and take control of them. What about the uh, the, the guy that uh, lost his legs because those other dudes ate him? 
He's a former gladiator. Why can't we get him to talk to the gladiators for us? Uh, he actually wasn't a gladiator. He was just a like a slave. So in that particular arena, uh, they uh, the labyrinth they yeah. uh, would allow any slave to try oh, to invest it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought he was a gladiator. I All did right. Too. Yeah. So he was he was just an average. Just random slave guy. Random slave guy randomly made it through this labyrinth with all these uh that is disappointing. Yeah. But who knows? He he might he might have information worth talking to. Well, Anything perhaps else? we should perhaps we, should. I, we would be happy to investigate the warehouse. Ah, good, good. I think if we can just throw them off balance, like I said, we'll buy ourselves some time. I think that's the best that we can hope for right now. Obviously, if the gladiators are involved, they're going to try to win over Tragen and Vier, but I just don't know. And I know. think we should be concerned that they, there is a mole somewhere here. A mole? If they have access to the Peck and Wimby warehouse. Ah, clearly. Yes. It has been infiltrated. Yes, that is that is a good point. That's that's if we can find out how they obtain those supplies from Peck and Wimby, uh, maybe we'll be able to track that back to this mole. Anything else? Well, we have some silvered weapons that we can share. Yes, I, I suppose you realize that I silvered. You know, applied a tincture of silver to your weapons earlier. I yes, that was very convenient. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes, it was very convenient. Well, I didn't. I've been doing it for uh, everybody that uh, gets sent out, and um, you, I figured you might eventually run across the syndicate somewhere. I've had dealings with them before, and I knew their true nature. I had some warning, at least, and. Uh, I hope you don't mind if I if I did that. It's very invasive, but appreciated. <laughs> um, so, uh, did you want to ask him about uh, this uh, orc woman that you're looking for? You're going to keep that for yourselves. Uh, and you probably. also have information about Pier- that Piers relayed that he thinks one of these armies is going to come and take Badrigan eventually. Oh, that is true. Yes, all these things. So many things. All these things? Yeah, it's all kind of opened up a huge can of worms for you. Um, so if you share any information about the orc woman, he's he's like, uh, ah, yes, Lumella Split-Tongue. <sighs> You know, she's really only a half-orc, but she had this whole act where she claimed to be the daughter of an orcish chieftain. She did this strange war dance with a pet snake and drove people wild, very popular with the soldiers in the Dreadgate. Ah, yes. Anyway, I I think she was based out of Black Alley. I'm sure one of the the gentlemen's clubs, I think they called them, that catered to the, the soldiers and the officers. Somewhere in there. Maybe she can give me some lessons. (laughs) <laughs> You've already got it down, Tris. Uh, if anything, she has a few moves she could learn from you, from what I've seen. So that's right. Um, I'm accounting for Thurngari tastes. 
<laughs> and if you tell him about Piers's uh, info, he he finds that very concerning, and uh, hmm. again reminds you that working together, we have a chance to hold the Baron off, even if he's reinforced by local lords. But there's really no way we'd stand against the legions under one of the Dur- the Durham uh, siblings. He's like, either way, one thing at a time. We can worry about that later. Right now, I got to get back and count my fires. Um, you know, none of this seems to matter with the news from your sinless friend, but I'll do what I can. I'll get some information for you. Um, you try to find out what you can, and, and we'll do, take this one step at a time. You know, if Old Town unites with the gladiators and someone is pulling their strings... We'll be done before the Legion can even arrive. So he wishes you adieu and leaves you with the food and hobbles off out into the street. And if that happens, my friends, we need to be ready to switch sides. (laughs) We need to switch gears in a hurry. Uh, Well, I'm going to say that... Go gladiators. (laughs) We were always behind you with Raxos. We, you know, the hand thing, that's so cool. So So where can I get one of those? Uh, um, Yeah, so you guys learned a a ton of info. um, And uh, I hope someone's taking good notes. Um, Yeah, that's some, hopefully. Otherwise, you know, we're recording this. You can always listen to it, I suppose. But well, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't listen to this podcast. Here. No, I have other podcasts to listen uh, to. There's so many good ones out there. I mean, why? why? Uh, but uh, I think we're going to call it an episode there and look okay. forward to your uh, next adventure uh, heading to the Peck and Wimby Warehouse District. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, I think something that Tris would know, yeah? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, since she did work for them, she might uh, might have some insight there. Okay. All awesome. Right. Well, good job. Thanks, good job uh, uncovering all this stuff and good working through this existential crisis. Yes. Every little step that you know preserves my sanity is is good as far as i'm concerned so uh thank you for Again, working it's all about you jerry we want to <laughs> keep your sanity going uh yeah well it's it might be gone already but uh mm-hmm. uh thank you all and we will see you next time next time all right bye-bye Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.